this is episode 46, Tips and Tricks. Hello, hello, hello. We're back. Hola. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the SLP who is realistic. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Yes, I had to switch it up a little there. (laughs) You know. Familiarity killed the cat. What is that? That's curiosity. (laughs) (laughs) I changed it. I changed it. Okay. So... Anyway, what we haven't changed is the wine right. aspect of the show. Because so. we're drinking. Right. We're drinking. <laughs> uh, so we have a uh, wine by Dupont. I don't know if I'm saying the name the right way. Cause it's just stop doing yeah. that disclaimer. I don't know why. <laughs> I just Because I'm like self-conscious of the pronunciation. I, I think don't you want sound great. Okay, but mm-hmm. it's spelled one way and I'm saying it another way. Because it's French. Right. So Do I'm you speak French? No. Mm. That's my thing. So you know? that's okay. Yeah, I should learn you more. Can't, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I should know a little bit more French. Because when I mispronounce French words, I feel silly. Like, oh, I should have like known that Like you did one. a faux pas? A faux pas, right. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled with an X at the end. For well anyone then. who didn't know that, you know, maybe I wasn't the only one a couple of weeks ago. No. Right couple of years ago but anyway so it's a dupont i guess how would dupont how would you pronounce this i would say dupont dupont wine okay it's a red wine it's from the tejada vineyard and it's uh the grapes are grenache i never heard of that before but i would definitely recommend this wine because it does have this rich flavor but it's still pretty light so when you first drink it you're not thinking of this intense flavor Mm -hmm. and then when you do swallow it you're like wow this is intense packed flavor right yeah um i don't know if all that i'm just like oh this is wine Uh uh-huh yeah and i like it it does not turn me off Mm -hmm. to the taste Okay, that's yeah. a good opinion as well. But, yeah. you know, let's <laughs> let's leave it here to me about this part. No, right. <laughs> the professional. Totally kidding. Yes, professional wine drinker. <laughs> so it does have a little bit of a peppery taste. Mm-hmm. So it does. You taste that? Yeah, I definitely good. taste pepper. Mm-hmm. 100%. There's some peppery taste in it. And it does have a sweetness as well. And we paired it with a hard cheese. And this is a very fancy cheese that Deb has provided us with. It's a Dubliner cheese from Ireland. Mm -hmm. It's 100% natural cheese, aged cheese with that sweetness. Right. And we paired it with your favorite, a pickle. Yes. So I feel like this pairing, this pickle, this intense aged cheese with this wine is just so intensely flavored. But I wouldn't say in a bad way. So I'm definitely voting drink it for this wine. What do you think? I vote drink it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, what's your favorite wine thus far? Anything that... Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want more bread but and butter. Bread and butter. Please bring us more wine. Okay. We're going to I want more from you, please. Yes. Um, I don't know. I have to think about that a little bit more, but... I also so like Scout and Cellar a lot, Scout too. Scout and Cellar. I was actually going to vote for that. But, uh, yeah, so that's how I feel about that. So today on this episode, we're going to focus on just different tips and tricks. So we're going to go through a list of 11 items, 11 activities, Mm -hmm. and how we use these activities in our therapy sessions uh, across different ages and settings as well. So Yes. Deb made a very nice list for us. You're very prepared. Oh, thank you. So why don't you start us off with what you have? So my list is not in any particular order. Um, Number one, I have parts of a whole. And um, I am always a strong advocate for SLP Toolkit. And whenever I have a new student or whenever it's about to be progress report time, Mm. I do one of their present level assessments. And um, in each grade level, they have a section that is dedicated to parts of a whole. So it's like um, 
shoes have laces, a sole, a tongue. Um, those are the parts of a shoe. What are the parts of a cat? If I wanted to build a cat, what parts do I need to build that cat? And I have found that so many of my students struggled with this task. So I started working on parts of a hole and I would use bugs because nice. bugs, um, like especially like insects, they have their insect bodies have three parts. There's the head, the thorax and the abdomen. I so did that. From your uh, worksheet, I know that's on the list, so we, I don't want to. I, like I want to stick. Well, with that's the number list. one. That yes. is, yeah. So those You're those bug worksheets, right? Okay. Um, Good. Are, yes. So I have um, butterfly, dragonfly, and bee, and flower. Nice. Right now yes. for that. I had uh, actually my student chose to do that one, so I was like, oh, great. Which bug? Let's do it. Butterfly. The butterfly. Yeah, I think. Kids just like butterflies. Yeah, like I mean, pretty. who doesn't? I mean, I sometimes don't. You don't like them off. Oh, well, oh. I don't think. Are they cousins? They're the same family. Right, yeah. So, you know, but, just um, specific here. I really like that activity. And um, I was so surprised how kids kind of took to it. And they really learned the vocabulary. And then you can also, um, if you have a mixed group, you can work on um, articulation goals. Because we have head, thorax, abdomen legs and they all have six legs so you have s oh. in the initial position and then also in the final position um they have antennas um and medial like six yes legs. there we go yeah and um abdomen is like such a tricky word to say it is and that's helpful to work on uh -huh. and thorax that's a tough one yeah and they they get that done and then the bee has a stinger Yes. Um, and the dragonfly has very strong jaws. Mm, I didn't know that. But they don't sting people. Oh, okay. Um, and, and they don't bite people. Um, you could talk about the jaw, which is, you know, very important for articulation. Speech. Yeah, for I speech, don't know if I so. was going to relate bug jaws to people jaws. I don't know. Just like, oh, scary. speaking of jaws, <laughs> let's look yeah. at your jaw right now. Is it in like, you know, or how's... Even the resting posture, you right. know, because, you know, I'm just thinking of in terms of students who have maybe more complex communication needs, like right. maybe they have an open mouth posture and that's something you're working on with them. And it could like segue. I'm yeah, you can segue. segue. Segue into this point that I yeah. keep hammering away. <laughs> and now you thought you escaped my point by looking no. at this butterfly. But I'm bringing or it back. But I'm bringing it back. Jaw. You cannot escape me. You can never. No. Um, also, uh, insects have four wings, which I didn't know until I started doing this unit on insects. Really? Uh, yeah, they have four wings. So there's lots of opportunities to work on morphology and um, also to work on articulation as well as parts of a whole. And a goal that I would write for that would be... Um, Deborah will provide three to five salient attributes to describe a pictured common object. Nice. Scoring 80% accuracy as measured by SLP data collection quarterly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Great goal. And we can do, you can do reading comprehension about each bug. That's um, what I was going to mention. Yeah. So then going off of that, the next thing I would have them do is um, copy and repeat sentences that are simple or complex, depending upon their level of ability um, and grade level. Nice. And uh, then I had them write persuasive essays about whether or not butterflies are important, bees are important, or um, dragonflies are important. And uh, not so much essays, but paragraphs. Mm -hmm. And they Short just... Short written response, I guess you can call it. Right. Right, that's the fancy way to call it. And I, I do that. I set that up as a, a fill in the blank. Oh, so okay. like um, it would be something like um, bees are very important. Um, bees are important because blank. Right. Moreover, blank. Also blank. In conclusion, blank. Oh, wow. So then it's like I already set it up for them and then they fill in the blank. And then uh, depending upon their level of ability, um, I would have them rewrite that. So it looked like they had done it all on their own. Oh, cool. But then I they like get the this. practice of copying mm -hmm. and also like utilizing appropriate grammatically correct sentences and um, spelling. Yeah. So many times it's like the words right there. We need to slow down right. and copy it. And copy it. Yeah. Which is also like a visual 
facial yes. scanning because like 100 tracking all that good stuff so mm-hmm. you're doing so much without even maybe realizing it right yeah you know? yeah ex- absolutely good and then so do you want to go I next use that worksheet too and i didn't get that crazy with it (laughs) only because i only used it for one time but i can definitely continue with that and i would like i mean the very hungry caterpillar i like that book i don't know people are against that book or sick of it against it i don't know no i don't have that book oh but i don't but i wouldn't be against it yeah oh and then the other thing i forgot to mention is that I um I teach them Venn diagrams. I so was, then that's what I was gonna mention. Okay. Girl. So then how would yeah. you use the Venn diagram? Well, comparing and contrasting, pick one like the butterfly, obviously, and then from based off the very hungry caterpillar uh-huh. into I guess the dragonfly or just any other right. insect, really. Yeah, because then know? each day I would have like the butterfly. We would label the parts. We would copy sentences about it. We would read a reading comprehension about a butterfly a fiction and a nonfiction and then answer questions. And then the next session we would compare and contrast it with a Venn diagram and then write a paragraph like uh, dragonflies and butterflies are both insects. They are similar because they are both blank. They are different because blah, 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 blah. In conclusion, right. uh, Butterflies and dragonflies are beautiful insects and they have very many similarities and differences. The end. Something like that general statement at the end of that yeah like a little wrap up right <laughs> a conclusion yeah. uh, my thing though that i haven't taught that well is that i think that my students think in conclusion is one word oh uh, okay because <laughs> they don't know got that. it <laughs> i've just been separate. making them use it so many times okay. that they're like in conclusion <laughs> okay oh right yes <laughs> they don't I get, get it. it like that it's in conclusion got it because they don't know what conclusion means you but can explain who, that but why even i mean no. they're gonna get it all right. I think it. I think they're getting conclude it. Conclude means like to end. To end. Yeah. This is the last sentence because it's. Mm-hmm. The end. Sometimes it. you think like you have to teach everything at once, but sometimes like things time goes by and then you like go back to that point and then th- it makes more sense. So it's like better to just build up more background information and then clarify. That's true. I, agree I think with that point. Yeah. Depends. But yes, for the most part. So that's activity number one. Check. Parts of a whole bugs. Number two. And this is funny. You were doing this in speech the same time I was. And we didn't even like discuss. We're doing Jenga. Right. Yes. But I like Jenga because it's a great game. I mean, you go to like bars and Jenga's there. Mm-hmm. So I'm always thinking like functional, you know, so like. <laughs> yeah, so that I your kids can be the cool kids at the bar. I'm not saying it like that, but I'm just saying it's a common game, just like a puzzle. You right. know, you could sit and play that game and you don't have to always necessarily have so much emphasis on talking and verbal right. output. So it's a great game in that sense. Like it's still mm-hmm. like a social activity you can do. Turn taking. Right. Turn taking the attention focus and um you know obviously like the ot part of it too right and the planning ahead i like like oh which one do i have to take you know Mm -hmm. to make not make it fall so i like it for that and then i got past a very important part in my career Mm -hmm. which is i allowed myself and the clients to write on the blocks Right. So, yeah, that took me some time because I've seen it before. I thought about it and mm-hmm. I was just like, no, no, no. No one is writing on my Jenga blocks. But why not? But then I yeah. said that to myself after years of playing Jenga. And I was like, why not? This was not that expensive. And what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And eliminates the need for like any other papers that I had questions on or something. Exactly. So really... It was great, and I just feel great about it. <laughs> what types of things did you write on your Jenga blocks? Uh, questions, like uh, Mostly questions. who is your best friend? So, mm-hmm. uh, like, just to converse, have a conversation. So, just I did all whatever. different activities on mine. I'm not there yet. Okay, you know, uh, I just started with questions, and I'm mm-hmm. still thinking. I'm thinking of maybe I'll do jokes. Okay, and then um, maybe I was thinking of like brain teasers or something. Okay. Uh, just conversation starters just to keep the conversation going as you're playing Jenga. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but my kids love the questions. And then I've been asking, I'm at, uh, excuse me. I've been having them formulate their own questions to write on there. That's great. So. I love, um, this is not on the list, but I do love this new goal I got from SLP toolkit. There I just go. keep saying it, but, um, it's like Deborah will, f- 
hear a siren. There we go. Um, Deborah will formulate a question when given a stimulus statement mm-hmm. um, in eight out of ten opportunities. Um, That's a good social skill, too. Right. So then my statement might be... Um, Bees are very busy. So what type of question can you create from that? And it could how be, busy are they? Yeah. <laughs> why are they busy? What okay. are they doing? You know, so that's how I'm working on question form because I have lots of kids that struggle with question mm-hmm. form. Like, yeah. why he has that? Why I'm like, why it? does oh. he have that? Okay, right. <laughs> or how? How? I don't know. How do they? How is it? How, how do you? How they're always. I'm always like, how do you spell cow? Yeah. How how, you how cow is spelled? How cow is spelled? spelled. How, cow how, is spelled. how cow is spelled? I think. How okay. do you spell cow? cow? I'm always trying to reformulate that. Um, so yeah, so I would put a statement on the Jenga block, and they would have to formulate a question. Oh, I like this idea. Yeah. Okay. You can just be like, um, pandas are friendly, friendly, and they like to eat bamboo. Yeah. Now. Ask me a question. Ask why do question. why do pandas like bamboo? Okay, because mm-hmm. it's healthy. I don't know. It's I a part. I don't know. Made that up. Diet. Yeah, right. I, we don't have to answer the question. Right. We just have to create well, the question. I wanted to. You know, yeah. I wanted to try that. I also put following directions on the Jenga. Oh, I was thinking of that too. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's like too silly for like the older kids, but. I, I only have K through fourth and the fourth oh, okay. graders don't have a problem with it at all. And okay. they love to get up, like especially if I make it like go knock on the door and say hello. Oh, OK. They love to like get up and do, get that. Up do that. And then I, I made an obstacle course on my floor. So um, maybe it would be like jump from one block to the next. Cool. Mm-hmm. OK. I like that. I like obstacle courses. They're fun. Yeah. All right. So next you have articulation coloring pages. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like a humble plug, I guess. Like, they're my pages. But there are so many other articulation pages that are coloring pages. So many. Yeah. And I feel like all articulation pages are coloring pages. Pretty much. Absolutely. Um, Uh, So much. And actually, you'll be surprised with how many students actually just like doing this. I'm just mm -hmm. like, all right. We're, we want to do it. Okay. Let's yeah. Do it. it takes over my whole session. Oh, wow. Okay. And each one of my coloring pages is about a minute and 33 seconds. Oh, yeah. Mike's calling. Let's oh, see. Okay. There he is. Mike. We might have to edit this part out. Uh, okay, oh, I'm sorry. I'm recording and you were on the microphone. Right. Oh. I'm sorry about I'm sorry. I will edit it out. Um, I'm sorry that that happened to you. All right. I love you. <laughs> okay. All right. What are you eating? I'm going to fucking kill somebody. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> okay. I got to go. I love you. Thank Bye. you, Mike, for joining us on the show. <laughs> so... <laughs> And uh, anyway. next, we're going to work on coping strategies and uh, planning ahead to make yeah. sure that you don't get parking tickets. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. So anyway. There you go. All right. So before Mike's phone call, we yes. found out that my articulation coloring pages take about a minute and 30 seconds per page. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's counting? Um, I have. Right. And uh, so if you do like 10 pages, that's like over 10 minutes. And that's a good chunk of your session. That's a good warm up. And a lot of targets are hit. Good. Mm -hmm. I like to just cut them out. We'll have them have the client cut them out or Mm -hmm. color them and then glue them on and just do like all different stuff with it. Yeah. I love to cut them up too. That's a great idea. And uh, lots of people, they'll email me or message me and be like, oh, I bought your coloring books and then I organized them myself according to like theme because yeah. you didn't do that. Right. You and I'm like, well, mm. I only drew what came in my brain. Got and it. My brain does not organize file things that way. Got it. Um, yeah. I also like to do like um, like a semantic kind of game. Like, oh, show me which one is an animal. Yeah. Or show me and then have them point and then say it. And then they could try having them give me a clue. 
which is very hard for them because they're telling you the answer, right? Right. And you're like, yeah. No, no, no. A clue. Like, yeah. Clues clue. are. That's a hard thing to that explain. Is a hard, but it's but funny. It's yeah. It's when you're like a clue is a hint. Right. It's just a little bit of information yes. to get me to guess, and they're oh. like, "It's a butterfly." Right. And I'm like, mm, mm. "We're not getting it. We're looking for the word insect <laughs> yeah. instead." Or maybe but like it has wings. It can fly. Yes. What is so it? Then you know, just prompt them to say like, "Oh, okay, it's." Describe it then, you know, is it an right. animal like that? And then but sometimes you might have to like model those descriptions yep. because exactly. they don't know what describe means. Right. Or they might Tell not know what it. you mean by mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right. So pretty good, straightforward, and you could adapt it to whatever your goals are and whatever the clients right so if you had a mixed group like maria had said so if you have an articulation kid they can work on those targets that are on the page but then also if you had a language kid that was working on inferencing you could be like i'm thinking of something right that has wings that can fly Fly. what is it has four wings right then you could also work on like language at that part too exactly yeah um so then also, it's good for carryover, too, by the way. My right. last thing I was going to say about that is you could just be like, all right, here you go. You could leave. And I think it's always good for the client to, like, leave the session with something. Like, okay, I got this paper. Right, yeah. Like, I did it. I did it. And then you, like, send it home or right. see the parent. And they're like, know what you're doing in speech. Yeah. And like, all right, hang it up on the fridge if it's cute. You know, And the not? fact that the pages are, like, paired with a song, you always find the kids being like, every letter makes a sound. So I don't always do that. You don't? Oh, no. I do that. You don't do like that, like, ba, baby, bo, oh, boo, ma, baby, mo, moo. letter makes a sound. Uh-oh. Should I be? You don't have to, no. Right, but I, I don't. I'm just but like, I've we're had doing B. Let's go. And I've I'm had like, parents. Ba, ba, ba. That's good. You say it. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just like, go. But sometimes <laughs> when I feel like the kids, like, stopped paying attention, I'm like, eh, we learned. I'm, like, doing a dance. I'm putting right. things on my head. I'm, like, trying to, like, make it a whole song and dance. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't dance or sing that much. No, oh, I do all the dancing like and singing. Only when groups and stuff. Oh no, it's then like every speech it. therapy. I'm like, everyone is dancing. That's what okay. I do. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> all right. Um, but then you want to talk about one more activity, and then that's our yes, sure break point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the next thing I like to do, it's very simple. We need to work on phonological awareness, and that's understanding patterns in words. And I just like to do rhyming word lists. So nice. all I'll do is I print a bunch of pages that just have um, a word like that's my initial word and then five lines underneath it. And they have to find five words that rhyme with rain, five words that rhyme with car, five words that rhyme with uh, weight or like any word that I have on yeah. my word list. And um, can you think of a word that rhymes with Alyssa? Because that was on our Patreon printable. And it was like, find uh, find a rhyming word that rhymes or find a word that rhymes with your name. So oh, yeah. Like so Alyssa. I <laughs> even the parent was like, I can't think of a word that rhymes with Alyssa. And I'm but just I like, told Oops. my kids that it could just be a nonsense word. So it would be like Melissa. Oh, I didn't even or think Felissa. Of, but Melissa or Bullissa or Calissa. It could be anything. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I just think I was tired. Oh. Yeah, when I just thought that that was just like a silly ending pa- one. Yes, yeah, that was at the end. Yeah, it was the last one. Why couldn't I think of that? I because maybe you're just uh, you're a perfectionist and you just want everything to be correct. Right. So you're like, that's not a real word. <laughs> maybe rhyme. I think I was just tired. Maybe. You know? it's like uh, late at night but yeah, it could be a nonsense word. Okay. Because that just means you still understand the pattern. Good point. Good yeah. point. All right. Um. I do like rhyming, but I like to clap out syllables. That's been helpful. Oh, and I, also I wrote for that me, down. Yes. Well, right I here. That's it. right underneath <laughs> it. Number five, segmenting words into syllables. Oh, okay. <laughs> I moved on there. Yeah. I just feel like we can combine those okay. two points. I did it. I don't know if I'm like the only one who like learned to count syllables this way, but I put my hand under my chin and you count how many times your chin drops. Oh, That's I just have kids syllables. clap. And if kids don't get what I'm talking about, I'll be like, my name's Deborah. Deborah, that has two syllables. Your Deb- name is Maria. So Maria, you have three syllables. Yeah, I'm counting it under my chin. Oh, I have I them like clap it out. Everyone do- who's listening to this right now is like doing it. Yeah. And I feel like it's pretty Everyone consistent. test your chin. Yes. Like your hand <laughs> under your chin. <laughs> yeah. 
And but it works. I also it's have these uh, syllable drill drilling cards from wow. Super Duper, and okay. I use them pretty frequently. What is syllable drilling? That's like intense. Well, the, they go from... Um, two to four syllable words so it's like a great idea when you feel like you don't want to have to like think off the top of your head a bunch of multi-syllabic words um but then i also use it for rapid naming tasks okay so and i'll like split your them rapid naming oh tasks. i love rapid name i didn't even write that down but okay, that's yeah. one of my favorites yeah, i mean your voice alone tells us that yeah i love well, it's it true um i think right now we're gonna pause for a commercial break This episode is brought to you by ThroatScope. ThroatScope is an illuminated tongue depressor and retraction tool. It's great for those very necessary oral mechanism exams. ThroatScope integrates a natural light source to provide complete intraoral illumination for improved patient examination and outcomes. It includes a reusable light handle that slides into a single-use tongue depressor. So if you want to feel like a prepared SLP, you're going to want to keep your ThroatScope handy. And if you want to hear more about ThroatScope, go to ThroatScope.com. And we're back. Um, so the next activity that we want to talk about is my most favorite thing to work on in speech. What is that? Um, poems. Because you never talk about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love working on poems because it just like, it's great information to keep for the rest of their lives. And memorization is the number one thing that we need to utilize for study skills. Most kids, True. they can be in college and not know how to study. So, um, I do remember being in Greek school and I had to memorize the Greek poems. Yeah. And a lot of times though, I was repeating stuff and I just didn't know what I was saying. And mm -hmm. it does help when you are memorizing something if you understand it because you're right. recruiting more parts of the brain too. Like you're understanding what you're actually saying. And right. You're not just like regurgitating information. A hundred percent. It's good that you like break down like what the poem actually means. Yeah. Just like we break it down right. on a syllable level. Yeah. Well, all right. So first so, thing. So we'll have like nothing gold can stay. Right. Which is my favorite poem. poem. So I'm just like doing all my favorites can right now. Can we hear it? You might as well just say so it. So it's uh, nothing poem. gold can stay by Robert Frost. Nature's first green is gold. Her heart is you to hold her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down today. Nothing gold can stay. So if is I was that about life. So the first question <laughs> on my page would be, well, the first question actually is um, after each line, I have like a little blank and then still yes. the word syllable. So I instruct the kids to count the amount of syllables in each line and then write that number next to each line. So nature's first green is gold. That's six syllables. So they'd write a six next to that first line. Her hardest hue to hold also six syllables so they'd write a six next to that line um and then so on for the rest of the poem then the first question is what is the main idea of the poem and the main idea is that nothing especially that which is beautiful and perfect can last forever things are always changing so you have to appreciate what you have while it's here because one day it will be gone right oh the dogs Do you want to open that gone door? someone's um, here maybe maybe the dogs are barking um so, so then we talk about the main idea of the poem, but for the younger kids that I have, it's just the theme is uh, the theme is nature. And right. the main it's idea is just things are always changing. More but literal too, like the leaves, like leaves change yes. and like seasons where like yes. older kids, you can get like deeper. Exactly. So that's how you can yeah. apply it to so many different levels of ability. That's true. I'm going to try this poem. Okay. And I'll send, me I'll send you this there. whole, this is my 2018 to 2019 plan. So this is 145 yeah. pages. Just going to take credit step. for your work. Thank you. You take no, it. Um, and then the next question is how many lines are in the poem? So they have to count the lines. How many words are in the poem? They have to count the words. How many syllables are in the poem? So they add up all of those numbers at the end. Um, what is the rhyme scheme? So then we talk about how it's like gold holds. Those words rhyme. They both get A's. Flower hour. Those words rhyme. They both get B's. So what essentially. You mean they get A's and B's. Oh, because you're doing like. Yeah. So the rhyme scheme is A, A, B, B, C, C, D, D. That's the rhyme scheme because each word that rhymes with it, each other gets the same letter. Got it. So that goes there. And then who is the author? That's Robert Frost. So um, 
we're breaking it down on a syllable level and a word level and a line level. So we're increasing the complexity of each thing so that they can see that um, we're not just memorizing strings of sounds. Right. Or like a, like a song that you don't actually know the lyrics to. We're trying to break it down on a, a syllable level, which is going to improve their ability to comprehend the poem. But then also like understand sound and words. And, right. And, and be able to spell predictable patterns because they're they're rhyming absolutely so you can kind of like uh what's that word i'm looking for metalinguistic like, metacognition what no oh. not, not those words phonological no awareness like um anticipate what's oh. coming next yes. like hour so you're prediction. not gonna pick prediction there you go inferencing so obviously the next okay. word has to be something that rhymes with hour right so like and that. most kids, they might not think like flower and hour rhyme because they are orthographically visually different. Right. But uh, phonemically right. the same. Exactly. OK, so now That's number spelling is tough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Spelling is a nightmare. Right. Next. <laughs> I still English can't spell. Hard. Really? No. OK. I like to spell. I'm bad at it. So the next activity or tip we can go into is to use board games. Woo-wee. That's my tip. <laughs> I like to use board games. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are fun to buy. Sorry. And you know, okay. you're, if you're motivated to use something, then obviously the client is going to feed off of your excitement intrinsic too. motivation. Yep. Uh, I feel like they're kind of like no prep really, you know, you yeah. just bring the board game out. There it is. Mm-hmm. They're affordable depending on what you buy. Right. We have caribou. Uh, which is like a limited edition on eBay. It's like goes for over a hundred dollars. Oh my so, gosh! Yes. Why? I don't know because they stopped making it, and certain kids like want it still, and like whoever still has them, like sell it on eBay for like over a hundred dollars. So I feel like I got like a fancy game. Like I'm I like, saw this someone is an expensive on Facebook. Game, everyone. They made a joke about how like they came back from maternity leave and their caribou was gone. And somebody was like, that's like grand larceny. And I thought that was a joke, but it's a hundred dollars. How much does it have to be? Does that have to be seven hundred dollars to be large? Probably. Yeah. But maybe the price went up. (laughs) (laughs) But we didn't buy it for that much. We got a good deal on it (laughs) on eBay. Okay. Conga. Yes. That that means what a bargain. Thank you. I remember that from Spanish class. Oh, okay. Kekonga? <laughs> I think. Fun fact. <laughs> so I just feel like board games are a great way. And it's something that they will, that the parent can buy at home. You know, a lot of times right. parents are like, what can I do? And it's like, well, they love headbands. So like, all right, if they do, even if it's just a motivation, like, all right, they get to do their homework and tell them we're going to do headbands. And then headbands is another great game because it's like impulse control like can't just say what the clue right. is you know you have to describe yeah. what's on the other person's head that's a hard one attention too. it's a lot of skills within one game and it's fun and it looks like oh we're just playing a game we're coming to speech we're hanging out we're playing a game today yeah you're still doing something exactly so i, I like have that. a confession yeah i have hated board games in speech for a very long time i don't know how you've gone through your career this far i mean i've had to like put locks on those closets that come with every speech room i've had because i'm like there is nothing in there we are not gonna open it um but then what do you have in there just coloring tons of tons of board games that are still covered in plastic wrap i will take them um they belong to my school okay but um so but here's my story so i uh i had some kids and i was like you know we're gonna play a board game today and we started to and it it was from start to finish a disaster just because it was like it's my turn no why is it him first the board's closer to him no break closer to me i want to be blue he goes for it's it was a nightmare and then i was like oh my goodness we don't have the social skills to even carry on a game we should have we should have been playing games the whole time yeah because we can't even successfully carry out one game. Right. Meanwhile, when I was a kid, I was playing board games like it was my job. That right. was all I had to do. Right. <laughs> and so, and these kids can't even coordinate one. Like, I could not leave them to their own devices to play a game. Right. And I am in a gen ed school. So it's not yeah. like they lack the skills to, like, follow directions. It is strictly behavior, impulse control. Like, it's like everyone thinks the board it should be facing them isn't close enough to them, too close to someone else. It's just like this, this like, I don't, I'm not going to get the chance oh. kind of feeling that they have. Well, maybe you could segue into, like, different, t- maybe a poem about that. 
I don't know. <laughs> like, calm down. Yeah. I don't know. Like, See, a calm down. I like it. the board games because of mm-hmm. all the reasons I said. But um, social skills, like, it's a great way to work on social right. skills. In a, like, I am going in a to continue to do more board games yeah. because my students, they know syllables they and it. Robert Frost, exactly. but they can't do Monopoly. But, I mean, it's the end of the year now. Like, you Yeah, know, so we should play fun. games. Yeah. Uh, and I also want them to be civilized. Good. Yeah, because right now it's anarchy. Good. Not good, but you know <laughs> what I mean? um, a good way to see, like, oh, who's going to go first is, like, oh, I'm thinking of a number one to five. And then yeah. who gets it? And then, oh, we'll go th- this way, and then we're going to go in a circle clockwise. And that's just it. And then mm-hmm. if you don't want to participate, then you need to, like, you know, consequence every action. Has an equal and opposite reaction? Yes. All right, Sir Isaac Newton. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's so all from board games. Good. The next topic is towels. Towels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Towels. So <laughs> this is a more of a tip or trick rather than an activity. But um, if you're ever doing home care, you can go on Amazon and just search uh, donut towel, pineapple towel, watermelon right. towel, pizza towel. And That's what could, I did. We could purchase these from Amazon, right? Yes. All on Amazon. And also, if you ever have any question about any item featured on my Instagram, I either drew it or I bought it on Amster- on Amster- on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying <laughs> to say. You were trying to say Amsterdam. I know. It sounded like Amsterdam. We should go. I don't even I don't even have any association with that place. Yeah. Um, But so I get these towels to increase the uh, motivation to get a child to sit. So um, instead of me being like, oh, come over. Don't you want to sit with me? I have a very enticing sitting area. So we're sitting on the donut towel. We're sitting on the pineapple towel. We're sitting on the watermelon towel. And uh, every time I show up to their house, they're always curious as to which one I'll show up with or if it's a new one. Like, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It is exciting. This is exciting. (laughs) Yeah. I like this idea. And it's like, you know, you could actually use the towel like after your session, after you wash it. Oh, I because they're in my trunk. So if I'm like at the park, I'm just going to bring it to the park and sit on the towel. Beautiful. So it's a very useful tool. Yes. Yes. You're welcome, everyone. This is number uh, eight. Towels is the best suggestion on this entire list. Like who cares about syllables and uh, (laughs) And board games games and and carryover (laughs) activities? (laughs) Just get the towel. Yeah. This is obviously a joke disclaimer. I am I am a hundred percent serious. I don't want to be marked mm. saying that, so All right. I'm joking. Um, I wanted to say that I like to use bubbles. Yeah. So bubbles are great for younger kids, um, especially like uh, under three years old or even preschool age, more towards the end of the session though, because a lot of times it's very difficult to get a three year old or two and a half year old to sit in those little chairs mm-hmm. and a lot and they're motivated maybe if, if it was covered in a pizza towel i'm gonna try that now <laughs> but the good thing about bubbles is they can move around and instead of just like half of the session always focusing on them sitting which of course i always want to focus on them sitting too right but there's some days where it's like all right we're not going to be in the chair today therapy standing therapy walking around mm-hmm. and we're just practicing those words as we're standing and walking around okay and a lot of times when you're doing a session with the kid that young the parent is usually there at least in uh-huh. my experience yeah so i'm like this is a great way to like oh he keeps running to mom all right give the mom the bubbles and now that's right how i'm modeling how to incorporate bubbles which is such an inexpensive activity that you can do on a towel, right? You could do yeah. it anywhere. Your towel can get bubbles on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then you could model like, well, what Towels are bubble proof. Ta- good, bubble proof. <laughs> but actually, we're going to pause now for our halfway point. Oh, okay. Sometimes, though, kids think it's so fun to ha- do bubbles inside because bubbles are like outside activity. Oh, I feel like it's okay to do them outside. I know. Inside, no? I think so, too, but... Because we are desensitized as we have been doing that for a long time. But in general, most common folks, they just they only do the bubbles outside. Right. Yeah. So when you do bubbles inside, kids are like, whoa, whoa, this is not (laughs) what you're supposed to do. I never thought of that. I thought it was the colors, the iridescent color. Oh, I think that, too. I think it's very interesting from start to finish. Bubbles are just quite enticing. They are. I blame Glinda. 
The Who's, Wizard of yes. Oz. She she really publicized the bubble. Good for her. It's Just a like classic movie. Coca Cola made Santa Claus famous. Yes. Yeah. I know that. And uh, Glinda From made uh, Bubbles famous. famous. Yeah. AKA SLP. And we we figured that out, so that's good. Maybe Glinda was an SLP. Maybe. Right. She was yeah. all pretty and she like did. very dusty. She was like, look like, over here. You want to go home? <laughs> you got to do this first. <laughs> you want to escape? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so we are going to take a brief pause for our halfway point. Hey, everyone. So don't forget on May 31st. 2019. Yes. 19. 2019. Yeah. Did I uh, say that? I thought you said 18. No. <laughs> it's getting late. Anyway, 2019, we're having our live podcast event at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. Show starts. Doors open at 730. Uh, show starts at eight. Yes, I'm forgetting, but I got it. Yeah. And Deb and I will be there. We're hosting. We're yes. going to be, we're going to host the, the um, yeah, we're going to be the hostess with the mostess, I guess. That's what you want to say? Yes. Um, so we're hosting a comedy show for the first time. That's a new thing for us, but we're just going to treat it like the podcast. And then we're going to welcome some comedians to the stage. They're going to do their comedy sets and then we're going to have them sit down with us and do a little bit of chatting. And it's great to bring your non-SLP friends, too, mm -hmm. because the comedians are going to be up there just doing their regular set. I have been recommending for people to bring their Tinder dates or their yes. regular dates. Bumble, just too. I think Bumble. Bumble I, I haven't been out of the game for a long time, but Bumble's I liked Bumble better than Tinder when I was in it. Okay. I'm going to have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Don't forget also to follow us on Instagram at SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod. We tag ourselves in those posts. Yep. And, and uh, the link to the live show will be in this show notes, in the show notes, and also on our Instagram page in our bios. Yeah. Or you can go to uh, creekinthecave.com. We're there on the go. calendar. Great. Yeah. May 31st. We'll see you there. Anything else that we... Oh, what about uh, PodCoin? Yes, PodCoin. I almost forgot. PodCoin is a free app, and if you download it and enter the promo code WINE, you can listen to us and the money, the amount of time you listen, there's money that goes to charity. So yeah. So if you listen to out. us on PodCoin instead of your regular player, you can donate to charity just by listening to us. So yes. uh, go check out PodCoin. Okay. So we only have three more activity ideas back, back, left. Back to um, back. So the next one we have is just the classic CV, CVC cards. Yes. What are the other combinations? CVCV, CV, yeah. CVVC. <laughs> Lots I, of I those mean, cards. I'm thinking of QVC. Oh, well, not shopping time. Right. Speech time. Definitely not. Okay. Um, and these are just like easy peasy things to work on, especially if you have a brand new client and you're trying to gauge their level of functioning. So you might want to work on like a CV, like uh, me or no or, or poo. poo. Or you might want to work on VC, like up. up. What else? It. <laughs> there we go. And then CVC, which is so easy. Cat and hat dad, and mom. dad, all those. Um, what are the ones like money? I like so. Oh, that's a CVCV. Those are my favorite. Money, okay. honey, um, table. Table? table. Is that one? No, tabletop. No, that's a different one. Um, but yeah, I like all those, like the Kaufman Praxis cards, really. Um I don't really use those. Oh, uh, I use them a lot. Oh, yeah. I have no. my own like CV and CVC cards, but um, I, I mean, I know they are they can be useful at times, but I just prefer to use like other stuff and I just look at it differently because of a prompt. And oh, stuff right. Yeah. And, you know, just different things. And well, why do you look like at it differently? Because of other motoric movements. So like, for example, like bottle is on there and that's like very hard so that's mm -hmm. like an earlier card when there's like other words you could be using instead oh, of okay. bottle or like the word like point is on there where it's like you point? could use a word like need instead to work on tongue tip uh -huh. sounds like something like that so but i guess i don't see it from the prompt section because i right. don't come from that but right. um i i like it because like, it's easy I've to get the kids to to say the words. I like it for that too. It's great for an evaluation, like dynamic assessment. I've tried that 
Yes. So easy. Like, and then you're just like, okay, I taught it. Now do you get it? Okay, you got it. So now next. I've done that before, too. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because they're, like, straightforward. They're like, here they are. Say this, say this. You don't know what this is. Say this now. Like, you know. And then I've been using them with my new case. Uh, We're working on fluency. So we're working on um, stuttering on purpose and being smooth on purpose. Okay. So we use the P ones for, like, pop, pop, puppy, pop, pop, poop. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. I got it. Uh, so they're just like, they're nice cards. They're big. I love the size of them. Yes. And they're organized nicely. Yeah. Which is good. As long as like nobody comes along and ruins it. Yeah. Like no, a no one will come, aro- come <laughs> along and ruin my cards that are already <laughs> color coded, which um, I enjoy the color coding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they do, they will put them back where they found them. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And That's how uh, I go. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with Maria. <laughs> don't mess with my organization <laughs> one thing that so. maria and i have continuously <laughs> agreed on is our love for pictured actions right yeah i love picture i love pictured actions which is verbs verbs verbs, verbs yeah are good. so starting off with littles the little kids or like individuals oh, like to littles, That's littles, not a like littles. um kids like the younger kids or individuals who um are functioning at a little bit of a lower level you want to you can start with just pictured actions and and you could be like they are dancing or you could just do dancing singing Mm -hmm. running eating and then progress to like they are he is she is um and i do like the same maybe like 10 to 15 cards over over again each session and i do like a sing song Mm -hmm. that classic slp they are dancing. Run. Got it. <laughs> tap it out. Yeah. They are I'll dancing. often tap on their foot because usually okay. we're sitting on their floor and their foot is like near right me because like we're both um, crisscross applesauce and their feet are like straight. So okay. I might tap on them like they are dancing. That's good. It's got some tactile information. Yeah. We're and I feel desk. like they like it. Or if you're at school or at a table, you can use the desk. I also have this uh, like bingo game Mm -hmm. because I do think it's important. Like if you're expected for them, if you're expecting them to say it, they should understand it first. So like receptive before expressive. So Mm -hmm. like I would put them out like in a pile and stuff. And then I try to make it fun. Like show me dancing. Right. Yeah. Show me eating and Mm -hmm. then like have them point and they get into it. Like this one, this one. Right. Or they don't know. And I'm like, all right, so they don't know this one. And then. I think the best one is like acting them out, you know, like getting oh, up yeah, that's and, fun. And, and acting them out. Yeah. So I like to scatter my pictured actions on the floor sometimes okay. and I'll be like, go stands on because they're all laminated pictures. Okay. They're nothing like, like they're not standing cards. on cards. <laughs> no. Whoa. no, Maria. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so I'll be like, Bending go stands cards. on eating. Um, and that's fun. So. I'll hold them up. I don't, I, sometimes I have them receptively identify them, but my pictured actions are pretty like age appropriate for most individuals. So they usually like eating, dancing, blowing bubbles, swinging, cutting, cut. Oh, I don't have that. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I can make that. They do it. Yeah. Um, and And then as the kids get older, I have a list currently on my, uh, plan for, 2018 to 2019 of 50 verbs so i have the kids um starting from second grade going to fourth grade they write each verb in a sentence in the past present progressive and then the future and then above the past column i have them write ed above the present progressive column i have them write ing and then above the future i have them write the word will will so then if given it's a regular I do that. Well, I do intentionally mix in irregular because I'm like, did you really drive to school or or they drove to school? Yeah. And then we fix it. But that's like a that's how you learn. You know, you make a mistake and then I corrected it and now you know how to do it. I feel like you said corrected it. (laughs) Corrected it. I I corrected it. Maybe I'm just corrected it. Okay. Um, So, yeah, like I announced I announced my party i am announcing my party i will announce my party i apologize to my friends i am apologizing to my friend i will apologize to my friend and i just have it in columns i do i do columns too yeah i want them to see when i do like a regular past tense mm-hmm. i feel like you were like spying on my session yesterday that's what i was doing 
Oh. I was doing all these things yesterday. Bubbles, pictured actions, all the good stuff. These are all the things I do Jenga. most every day, I feel. So, so everyone who's listening knows everything that me and Maria do in speech. Yeah. There it is. And I like that. I like to make it in columns, too, because I like to see that the verb has changed. Yes. For regular past tense. Like, yeah. oh, eat. Oh, and then I draw an arrow. Like, oh, it changes to eight. And I always just keep it with yesterday, I... Right, and, and then I model, that's a close yeah. phrase. I love close yeah. phrase. We didn't talk about that. I ate, mm-hmm. and then they could fill in the blank. A and I don't like when they try to go down the column. <laughs> don't try to do all past tense first. I want you to oh, see the same no. verb yes. across. Cross. You have to go Horizontal. across. Don't go down. Yeah, <laughs> go no. across. Exactly. Because <laughs> then they'll just be like, "I apologize. I encouraged. I drove. Right. I that's like, easy. Yeah. I don't want you to do that. I want you to go across. Got it. And uh, that's it. Those are all eleven. Good. <laughs> we did um, it. This episode was filled with ticks. Chicks. Ticks. Not, not ticks. Yeah. Definitely I not ticks. I think it was tips. Tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. What was that? So Assimilation? Ticks. You were, you were assuming. I was backing? What was I no, doing? No, you were assuming. Oh, the trick. Yeah, you were yeah. assuming tricks. Assimilation. That was your phonological process. I yes. think that alcohol makes some immature phonological processes resurface. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to drink some water now. Okay. So uh, while I drink my water, you could end us with our quote. Sure, because the whole episode was tips and tricks, exactly. like Maria said. So Should we have another episode of just quotes? Just quotes? Yeah. Let's see how many quotes we could fit into. We'll make that a half hour episode. Um, but our quote today is You only fail when you stop trying. I like that. Yeah. It's like nothing will get in your way except for you. So mm-hmm. keep going. I read in a book that was like birthday quotes and I looked at mine. It was July 12th is my birthday. And it said, you will find success in all that you pursue as long as you commit your efforts faithfully. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do try to live by that. Yeah, I commit my efforts faithfully, I you think. Do. Um, so, yeah, don't quit. Just try. Yep. And on that note, this has been another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I am Deb. And I'm Maria. Bye. Good night. Come to our comedy show on May 31st, 2019. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey ladies, I'm kind of sort of loving and openly admittingly fangirling y'all lovely duo of SLP's Wine and Cheese. Yes, and we love listening to your podcast, First Bite. Well, thank you. I'm Michelle Dawson, and I specialize in functional but fun treatment for medically fragile kiddos, especially for those that have feeding and swallowing impairments and who use AAC devices as part of their total communication plan. On my podcast, First Bite, we discuss all topics related to early intervention and pediatric speech therapy. We address those worrisome ethics and clinical supervision concerns, as well as jump into private practice ownership and really get into the nooks and crannies of all the things in between by interviewing guest experts in the field. Then, every fourth episode, we bring it back home to my Palmetto State by having evidence-based reviews of case studies or resources with my dear friend and colleague, Aaron Forward, who kind of sort of came up with this whole idea. First Bite is partnered with Speech Therapy PD, offering evidence-based content in a podcast. Each episode can count as one hour ASHA CEU. Find them on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. And thanks for all you do and for spreading joy into the world. Cheers. Cheers.